What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM, save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Middle call! Hey, be hey! This Haberman Middlecoff podcast is dedicated to everybody on the uh, 20 miles out on the Princess, uh, the Wally Princess, the whatever it's called. Princess Grand Princess. Cruise. Grand Princess. I, I've seen, you know what's eerie is like seeing photos from land that people are taking while they're out on a hike of just like the cruise ship way out in the middle of fucking nowhere. Run out of food, you think? Or why do they have to be so far out there? Because Donald and Mike Pence said they didn't allow them. And Ga- I saw Gavin Newsom said he agreed and they're keeping it's. It's are California. We afraid? No, no. Yeah. Okay, forget about that. I'm just asking. What is the? Are we afraid people are going to try to escape the ship if we have it too close to land? I think it's strictly because yeah, a guy escapes and he litters the coronavirus all over gotcha. the city. So, so a woman who has stage four cancer treatment has to get off. They can't just like get the bridge out, walk off. They've got to airlift because they're 20 miles out. Well, if you think about it too, guy, it's an, interna- it's an international city. So if the Grand Princess was docked in the Embarcadero and one guy was able to kind of, because we'd all done it, right? The guy's looking the other way and you scurry off and you hit mm. the city and you start giving this virus to a guy that's in town for business from New York, in town from Puerto Rico, here from China, and then it just... Yeah, can't have it. Cannot have it. And we got a dude in the marina, comes, hits you, you go see to your parents in Davis, they go see some, you know, just... You realize it can spread pretty fast from what just Googling. Well, I mean, all that said then, from all our Googling, I, I did go to the CDC website uh, today just to get get the latest. Um, do you think the NCAA tournament's going to get canceled? They just kind of released a cryptic uh, statement that they will have more information the next coming days. Like, is, is there any danger? You were in the Pac-12 offices of their deal getting canceled? I don't know. I mean, I'm just, I sneak in, sneak out. Nobody sees me, but it doesn't. I mean, the thing starts, the Pac-12 tournament starts Wednesday. What'd you so, think of San Francisco told Joe Lacob to stop playing, and he, he essentially said, fuck off. Just to get off my property. <laughs> if, you're, if you're listening to this, I, I'm going to a Kings game Wednesday night. I, I'm not 100% certain, at least of recording this on Tuesday, that it's a go. I mean, it, there's a chance sometime on Wednesday that it could get no fans allowed I, I and i've been thinking i got mine on the secondary market would i get reimbursed or no uh it's a good probably. i doubt it yeah I don't know. probably not not for the secondary market yeah you gotta wait until game time i mean it's it's like lebron kind of you know said changed his mind he didn't quite realize he didn't understand he said basically he didn't realize there were actually discussions happening about canceling uh basketball games or not canceling but playing without fans I mean, would you rather see the tournament happen without fans or just not happen at all? Uh, I, I I would rather see it 
I would rather just see it happen if that means no right. fans. Because there are a lot of, you know, hit or miss around the country that aren't fans aren't there. I, I'm also, though, I, th- I think a lot of people have seen this on Twitter when Lacob said he's going to keep playing the game. People do realize that the reason that these people do not want, like, the NCAA tournament's a little different because the majority of their revenue is coming from the massive billion-dollar television deal, right? With with Lacob, if his and game probably and sorry, I'll just add, John. The final is in a, right is in Atlanta. That's massive. The semifinals are massive, but the first few rounds, there are empty seats everywhere. You know, some of those like nine a.m. tip offs that are just kind of empty. To me, it's more. In the NBA, I think it gets pretty dicey because of the revenue they're dependent. I heard some I forget where I heard this, but someone said, do the players the players, if they play a game, would expect to get their normal check, right? So if you're Steph Curry and he's been making money whether he played or yeah, not all season, this is good. But if you're an owner, you're used to making when you have a home game a lot of money. You know, Joe Lacob, I'm just gonna guesstimate on a home game is somewhere between five to ten million dollars hell it could be do you see what he said because Forbes had him behind the Lakers and the Knicks he said yeah they're rough estimates we do more revenue than both yeah so he is very very dependent on the revenue coming in as of if you've noticed the markets are in the tank because which makes sense part of it is the speculation that all these companies you start going out, the, the the business is just slowing down. People aren't going to shop as much, aren't going to do as much business, aren't going to go out to eat, aren't going to buy as much. It's going to have, potentially, if this thing does not stop, have major ramifications, guy, on America. But on, like, it's you're already seeing these, the owners are pushing back as long as they can. There might come a point in time where it's out of their control. Yeah, I mean, to see the leagues have a joint, uh, statement. Right? Well, the, shark, I, the sharks aren't allowing fans now, now. That I, but but if I could do the uh, open to the show over, John, I would probably say. Now batting from a comfortable distance of at least six feet away, right? I mean, the fact that all the leagues came out and said everyone's got a statement. Nobody's coming in the locker rooms. Everybody's six feet away. That's kind of unprecedented to see that. You do agree that's pretty hypocritical, though. Like, the players are touching on themselves. Everyone's touching. They're touching it is on themselves. It, well, I'm just saying. They, they this touch. podcast brought to you by Manscaped. It, just, it, it is like it's a classic well, cover-your-ass move. And well, see, to me, the, the media thing, it's just, I, I think all, a lot of this stuff, I, I think the, the quote-unquote hypocrisy comes in where it's like, well, we'll cancel the Ivy League. Their TV revenue is not that great. But the Ivy League team, I think you told me that, was it Russo said this? But Yale still is going to the NCAA tournament if there is one. Yeah. Um, but I think a lot of this stuff is just let's try and keep as few people around us as possible. So, you know, you kind of have an idea if you work for a team. Are, we, we, we can just kind of keep things as contained as possible when it's all – because I've heard a number – I know a guy who we were going to go out tonight, Tuesday night. He's in town from Denver for business meetings. He was going to be in town for like three days. Well, guess what? A bunch of the meetings got canceled, and they one of them got switched to video, and another one, they just moved them all on the same day, and they they're canceling meetings, and they're flying back like they're just not doing stuff. And I've heard a few people say I was talking to a guy the other day who covers University of Washington, Percy Allen for the Seattle Times. He's not flying to see, to Vegas to cover the tournament, quote unquote non essential travel. So I've heard that a lot. There's the non essential stuff. So I think from that standpoint, I mean, I'm all for media access. But I I don't think that's hypocritical so much as it's just, I guess you could argue maybe it's a little hopeful or desperate. But the alternative is like, we got a, you know 25 people, we don't know what they're doing all day coming into our locker room. I, I guess I, I get that to a degree. Yeah, to me, when you're allowing the fans in, though, and there's so many people in there, it's just, I, I get why the leagues, <clears throat> you know, Anything that's canceled is strictly to limit liability. Coachella, um, what's the? There's some tennis tournament in Southern California and in Palm Indian, Desert. Indian Wells. Indian Wells canceled. Uh, South by Southwest. I don't really even know what that is. I just hear people talk about it all the time. That's canceled. You know the golf tournament. There was a report on Monday that the Harding Park, that the PGA Tour would start looking into sawgrass in Florida. That I guess has never hosted a major as a contingency plan. 
And I, I text around a little bit, and I, everyone that responded, again, these aren't people in the mix, but just fans or like people that live in Northern California, when you know the way San Francisco operates, you go, if I was a betting man, I, I think there's a decent chance for this thing to pivot, which would suck and would be pretty nuts and borderline unprecedented, given that it's, what, probably two and a half months away. But it definitely feels on the table. I know you told me there was a report today that they, they claimed they hadn't even well, talked the, about yeah, it. Yeah, PGA of America put out a statement saying that's that's not, hasn't even been discussed. But but I like would yeah, you whatever. be would you be floored if in the next week you read the PGA Tour has moved the tournament to Florida? Uh, I, it, it'd be no, a pretty it'd be, be a pretty big it'd be a pretty big move. I'd be surprised if it like it's so far out. I guess maybe I'd be surprised if it gets announced that early. You know what I mean? I wouldn't be surprised if it happens. I would just be surprised if it happens that but, far. But in don't advance. you have to get the course start getting ready, and you, you know they usually but, but take over. But could you start stuff? doing all that stuff at Sawgrass just as a contingency? Probably. I'd have to look in. Like, are they public course? Like, do you have to get the access? Like, how it works? You're right. I mean, ultimately, they would probably let you do it just because at the at the end of the day, it would cost them money to move it. So I would think you would just wait as long as possible. To see if you have to do it. That's but just... but I, I while well, I agree, it is such a big move, and there is so much just probably moving parts. I was talking to my brother yesterday. One of his friends is scheduled to volunteer. Right, you can volunteer to be like the hold the numbers guy. Mm. So like, if you get the right draw, you're like, I'm walking with Tiger. He's minus two, and all that stuff. All the now, it's easy to just say, hey, this is not happening. You guys don't need to volunteer, but you have to get that ready in Sawgrass or wherever they might move. There just are a lot of moving parts when you're going to – it's easy to cancel. It's another thing to change venues, to right. move stuff around. That's where I think it gets really complicated. That's – I don't know. This feels – I know it's not unprecedented, but it definitely feels different, Like unlike things I remember. Now, granted, I'm older now. It's different. You know, when shit happens when you're like 12, you don't even realize what's going on. Besides, oh, I get to go home. You know, it's like cool. This, this yeah, Stanford canceled, not canceled classes. I, I, I feel like online. I'm, fe- I feel like I'm feeling this more, or it's going to potentially impact just everything we do more. Yeah, which is yeah. happening I mean, as we speak. I mean, the Olympic one a couple of years ago, Zika. I remember feeling like, boy, that's a big deal for the people that are affected. Like that's terrifying. You can't like mosquitoes are hard to stay away from, and the potential effects on. Did that also affect the NFL Mexico game, a Raider game down in Mexico? I thought that was the field was all fucked up. Well, there was definitely that. I thought there was a Zika concern around that too. But when they moved the game, remember when they moved the game to LA? Wasn't the field was messed up on the great LA Chiefs game? Remember they ended up playing at the Coliseum? It was supposed to be in Mexico City, and it was like the best Monday night game in like the last ten years. Yeah, I thought that was the field, not Zika. But you might be right. I I don't. But, But anyway, I mean. Uh, the, the Olympics are in Shanghai this year, right? Yeah, I mean they're at risk. Well, I, I mean it doesn't Definitely feel like they're done. Like, is, are and they going to happen? They're going to lose a ton of money on that deal, like did, a did, massive amount of money. Didn't Italy quarantine? That's what I'm saying, guy. Our, our Italy eco- shut down. Our our economy is so dependent worldwide, and just everything that's happened. Like, I I think I'm not trying to overreact because there's enough panic on Twitter. But when it comes to financially, you start feeling the ramifications of all these things. It's a really big deal, no doubt. I mean, I, I talked to a guy. How do we on, get How do we get some stimulus? Hey, Ramonikov, uh, do we apply? What's that? How do we? Luckily, get we can keep doing content. Pack? Well, I know, but I would also like a little stimulus package to keep us really going. Well, you told me that uh, that um, we got paid already for next week. We, we did. That's why we need the March Madness to go. You know, <laughs> we need, we need the March Madness to happen. Thanks for paying early. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you are you are an upstanding citizen. Hell yeah, we've been paid late. We've been paid early by a lot of people. I know this. Always like take if, early payments. If, if everyone's staying home together, you got to manscape. You got to get your sleep number. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, so I I was talking to a guy on a crew of the game I did on Saturday, whose wife has said his wife is a like works for a travel agency, and he said they've already just been. He's like millions upon millions upon millions of dollars have been lost just because people are canceling trips to Italy and what would, a variety of places. I'm going to the Kings game to watch Zion. Would you feel comfortable going to the game? Would I feel comfortable? I, I wouldn't say I would feel comfortable. Would I cancel? That's something different. Um, I think, 
you know, when you look, when you read kind of what, how you get it, what it is, what it does to most people, right? The, the people with, uh, as they like to say, one of my favorite words, comorbidities, it's actually a terrible thing, pre-existing conditions, right? If you've got a lung, if you, maybe you've got asthma, whatever, I don't know. But, um, you know, in, particularly in your condition, you're not coming home to like, you know, triplets. Like you're not getting, you know what I mean? Like if Middlecoff in Haberman too, if either one of us had to just like lock ourselves in and be like, what, okay, what if I I'm, see, what if I see my mom? You know, yeah, I'm, a, but, I'm a carrier. But so, sorry to answer your question. What I I would not say comfortable because I think it's reasonable to be uncomfortable just with just because of the level of unknown, right? Just the level of unknown. A lot of unknown, guys. I think it's significant, and uh, you know, the fat. The easiest way to get it is somebody who has it coughs or sneezes, and that droplet lands in one of your cavities, like in your mouth. Uh, or someone has it on their hands, they touch you, right? That's the second way you can get it. Or you, you you touch a surface that has it. But the number one way you get it is just airborne droplet, person to person. So vampire uh, sneeze. I'm sorry. You got a vampire sneeze? Oh yeah, go into your. But people, you, I walk down the street all the time. People just <laughs> just like out, uh, just outwardly. So uh, you got to trust other people, John. That's where it gets risky. I agree. I vampire sneezed the other day in my at home, and some landed on the. I saw some land on the ground. I was like, "That is disgusting." <laughs> the worst. The other day, I was carrying like two things in my apartment, and I just I couldn't vamp. I couldn't put my arm, my nose, and my arm. I just sneezed <laughs> in the back. Just sneezed out into the open. It happens, um, you know. I, I just want, I just so, want Corona to go away. Like I, I'm just, and it doesn't feel like it's going well, away anytime okay, soon. Well, okay, so <laughs> now I am no expert, but. Uh, the question is, over time, what will have been the right thing? And if it doesn't, if it doesn't accelerate at a crazy pace, people will say, "We'll see." It wasn't that bad, or people will say, "We'll see." The precautions that we took are the reason it didn't blow up. I don't know. It seems reasonable. I would like for everyone else to stay home, and then I can just do whatever it is I want to do. But uh, it doesn't work like that, you know. Well, for I was example, thinking, could I get on an empty plane and just be like, "Oh, I'm good." Well, like in a perfect world, I would not go to this game now it's like is even worth it but at the same time my tickets already bought i wanted to go watch zion live he was coming to this area i I needed a kind of an excuse to go i haven't seen my mom in a little bit so i swing see her before it was a double whammy but and i I just can't get out of it now and yeah but i also and you also are like you know i think it'll be okay right that's the other part of it i I, honestly i don't really even think about it like i'm not concerned it might sound like uh bad at all um, it, it has more to do like I'm young and everything I've read. Like if it was like, right. you know, if you're in your mid thirties, it could kill you. I would not go, but I yet to read well, that anywhere. You know, what's, old people. I did. I did think to myself, if well, that was a line, like, you know, if you're anywhere between 35 to 38, you're susceptible. Yeah. And yeah. Bald. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I did think to myself that I, this was actually funny because it happened today. I checked Ticketmaster. Because you can sit, or I was just recording this on Tuesday. Like, you can sit on the, not on the floor, but like in the second row of the Warrior game for like $250. Tonight. Yeah. And Steph's, I thought, Steph's playing. I thought, oh, is you he? Want, you want to go? Well, I thought about it, and then I thought, am I going to get Corona because I had to see the zombie Warriors, as Simmons would call them, play the clips? Was, is uh, Kawhi playing? I don't know. If I told you that Kawhi, Paul George, and Steph are playing, that's pretty good value. It, right? it, no, it's. A, I mean, you can those tickets. You can't sit in the lower bowl for two hundred bucks most nights. Today, tonight, you can sit in the lower bowl for seventy bucks. You're saying that you can sit like in the top. No, five I'm, exa- row? I'm exaggerating in terms of like courtside, but you can sit in the lower bowl for like seventy five dollars, which is an incredible value, right? Yeah. You said normally you can't find a ticket under two hundred on the lower bowl. I I don't think it's maybe like one seventy, but it's that's hard to find. that's where I'm telling you, guy. Pre Corona, the Golden One Center, great value. Like you can get really good seats just on a normal night against solid teams for I would say seventy to a hundred dollars. I'm talking like M to J, so you're not like courtside but you're kind of in the middle lower bowl for 75 dollars. that's pretty that is really good i do like that building and the arena's big it's not like it's i'm telling you golden john can i just golden one is one of my favorite basketball arenas the 916 is probably some of the better value in the nba given how expensive like you said that they just charge naturally for the fucking zombie warriors all season long 
And then just the threat. Well, Steph might play. He might not. He's got the flu. It's not the corona. Well, is he playing or not? That's that's also the problem with the NBA. There's so much. It's just like, this guy's pitching tonight. And really, if the guy ends up not pitching, it's like a late scratch. And it comes out like something happened to him, right? And you're like, well, nothing you can do. In football, it's like, well, he was questionable all week. He didn't practice. If a guy practices all week, he's going to play. In basketball, at any moment's notice, you'd be like, oh, I'm going to go watch Kawhi and Paul George. Doc might say, with the reporters 25 feet away tonight, yeah, Paul and Kawhi are out. And it's just like, what the fuck? That's that. That's my issue, and that's a bigger picture issue with the NBA. Like, you got to find a way, and I know people have talked about somehow implementing the the strategy that the NFL has, which is kind of fair, right? You always do feel good, like, Belichick's kind of shady with it, but everyone else, like, you know what a guy's status is, give or take, right? You're usually not duped. Right. And football, I mean, guys want to play in the games. In basketball, like, Kawhi, I don't even know. Like, does Kawhi want to play tonight? Probably not. Well, if you t- if I told you uh, Brady is out, Brady is at week seven, Brady's out. Jarrett Stidham is starting. Are people just like, all of a sudden, the tickets flood the secondary market for the no. Patriots games? No. Because that's another thing. If a guy misses a game midseason, if the team is in playoff contention or like a good in the playoffs at the time, you don't really, you'd still want to go to the game. Right, it might change if they were like two and six or something. That would be the only way. And even then, it's probably not even fair to compare football to the other two sports, just because you only get eight home games, right? So the home games are a pretty big deal. Like even you and I have been to some pretty shitty NFL games. Shitty, you're still there at an NFL game. It only happens like twice a month, typically at your home stadium. Right, you just yeah, and you buy those tickets, yeah, because those tickets get bought in advance and all that. Do you, do you, if you're an NBA owner, are you and and Adam Silver says let's vote. Either we cancel games or we play games with nobody in the building. What do we do? And the question becomes: Well, our ratings should still be solid, maybe even better, because it would just be an oddity. Like I do think people would tune in just to see what it looks like. Don't you think it would just be kind of an oddity? It'd be going viral. The Kings did it, remember, when the ki- the kid oh, got shot right. and they were having the riots people and they got didn't let inside. anyone in, and there were only like 300 people and they all got to come down courtside? Now, that was way different than this. Like, it was like legitimate health, or I mean, safety concerns. Like, people were outside with like bats. It was a weird time. Even though it was weird taking it out on the Kings when they were supporting the guy, they paid for the guy's funeral. Like, guys, why are you taking it out on them? But... I, I I think though, guy, I just saw Dieter tweet that he thinks it's well over five million per game in home revenue for the Warriors. There has to be some sort of economic consequence to all these guys. If I was an owner, I'd ask, well, does the league supplement the money I'm going to be losing out to pay my employees and my player? Like, how does this work? It is a little more complicated than just like, oh, play in front of no fans because their payrolls are they happen to be pretty high in the NBA. Because even shitty teams have max players, right? Like, check out the payroll for the Suns. Like, they're paying a couple guys. I mean, Devin Booker makes $30 million. They got a couple guys probably making $20 million. Like, you do the math. $20 million divide 82. Like, that's not not just some random payment. It, 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 it To me, it does get And Do they allow the TV crews in there? Like, wh- I would think so, yeah. Because you, if you're not allowing the TV crews in there, then there's really no reason to play the game. Then you just cancel it if no one can watch. Yeah. That would be some coach's, like, wet dream. Like, it's just basketball at its purest form. <laughs> and you just give a sweet speech before, like, guys, when's the first time you ever dribbled a basketball? How many times did you shoot? Who did you do it for? Yeah. You shot in your front yard and no one was watching. Could you imagine getting paid whatever, Car- like whatever Carl your Anthony, game rate Carl is Anthony for a Towns, game? Yeah, looking at this guy like, shut the fuck up. Would they still do lineups, you think? <laughs> well, that's why you have the back. I, will, I think you could have some fun with it. Like, now 7-7-4 from Kansas! You remember, I remember watching the Orioles game a few years ago when they had some riots in Baltimore and they they played in front of an empty stadium. You remember that? Yeah. And I think Gary Thorne at one point dropped a, someone hit a home run and he's like, listen to this crowd! (laughs) That's pretty funny. And there was not a soul. There were like some people at the fence, at the fence line out in Camden Yards. You can look through the gate. There were some people out there. But that was about it. We just, you know, I think I speak for this show. We just want Corona to, to go away. Knock on wood if you're with me. So, 
Good luck, everybody. Yeah. Wash second. your hands. I mean, wash your hands. Yeah, wash your hands. For 20 seconds. I do. Now. I could I, I mean I, I, I could go into surgery at this rate. <laughs> I think a lot of people could. Jeez. Uh all right. Well, all right, bet right now. Does the national championship happen with people in the stands on schedule? <laughs> uh, I I would lean no guy. I mean it's a football I mean, right? I assume it's a football stadium they're playing in. They're back yeah. in Atlanta. Yeah, probably at Arthur Blank Stadium, right? Yeah. I would lean no. But I don't know. I mean, I'm just. I don't either. I yeah. I don't. I don't either. But I'm kind of leaning that way too. Sucks to think about, but it sure feels like we're headed that way. Well, we're like uh, Alyssa has a conference in Boston next week. I was going to go with her like Thursday. Tickets got really cheap, by the way, the other day. Why? Someone I I saw some people tweeting. You get tickets right now for like twenty bucks, thirty bucks. They were not that cheap, but. Uh... But Are you I don't, going? I, well, I don't know. We'll find out in a couple of days if it gets canceled or not. Her conference. Oh, she, she thinks it might not even go down. Yeah. Wouldn't you probably agree that it's not going to go down? My guess is it's not going to go down. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's a national. Cause, you know, you just have a bunch of people coming from a bunch of different places. Yeah. That's that's canceled. See ya. And it's like they've got, you know, uh, yeah, if you're a speaker, you might speakers might just drop out, even if you don't cancel. It's yeah. a conference, right? So speakers might be like, I'm out. All right, John, before we move on, let's tell the people about Sleep Number. This podcast is brought to you in part by Sleep Number, and we appreciate Sleep Number, and we appreciate you. Here's what you do. You go to sleepnumber.com slash ham, sleepnumber.com slash ham. Just do that. Then you can find the closest Sleep Number store. Don't go to MapQuest. Go to sleepnumber.com. MapQuest, I don't know if that exists anymore. Sleepnumber.com slash ham. That's how you get on the road to a better night's sleep. Yep, guys, sleepnumber.com slash ham. Sleep number beds allow you to adjust on each side to, to get your ideal firmness, comfort, and support. The Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed senses your movements and automatically adjusts to keep you sleeping comfortably throughout the night, guy. With Sleep IQ technology inside the bed, it tracks how you're sleeping and gives you a personalized insight for your best sleep. You can't beat Sleep Number, guy. It's the best. I have one. You have one. Uh, we just, I don't think I could function without it, to be honest with you. No, it's so critical. Sleepnumber.com slash ham. Discover smart, effortless comfort with the Sleep Number 360 smart bed. This is not a bed. It's proven quality sleep. Come in now. Save up to $600 on select Sleep Number 360 smart beds for limited time only at Sleep Number Store or sleepnumber.com slash ham. Go to sleepnumber.com slash ham. All right. Uh, Albert Breer in the MMQB wrote this about Jimmy Garoppolo and Tom Brady. This is as it relates to Tom Brady. So this is two different things. These are two different parts. We put them together here. San Francisco is lurking, though my sense towards the end of the week was that it was more driven by the Brady side than the Niners side. Obviously, Jimmy Garoppolo's future would be affected in the unlikely event they make a move. Let's start with Brady's interest in the Niners. You can ask yourself this question. If the greatest player of all time wanted to play for you, wouldn't you have to? Whether he was 30 or 50, discuss it. I think that's where the numbers are now. What becomes becomes of it, I don't know. But I do know there's been a perception in league circles that Jimmy Garoppolo is on the clock because Kirk Cousins is a free agent in 2021. I still Gross. believe Brady landing in SF is very unlikely, but maybe a significant return for Garoppolo would change the equation. Where do you, so, where do you, where do you want to start? Well, the Brady aspect of this is really not why I bring this up. It's more about the last part, and I thought just the part of him adding that the Brady element is uh, more driven by Brady. The only thing I want to say about that is this. There is the very interesting dynamic that everyone, most of you listening, probably are aware of because we've talked about it a lot, which is that they have the same agent. I wonder if Don Yee has said anything to Jimmy along the lines of, look, Jimmy, What's about to happen is a lot of a leverage play. Just be aware of it. We're not trying to, I'm not trying to swap you out for Tom, but just be aware this is some of what's going on. Or does Jimmy get no, not, no direction from Don Yee? I don't know, but that's just an interesting side dynamic. If what Albert writes is true, which is that a lot of this is being pushed by Brady's side. Um, but that aside, I don't, if you have anything else to say about Brady, we can well, move on I, to the I, other part. I, 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 one part of that angle. If you want to, and clearly Tom's side keeps this pretty insulated, the moment you do that, all it takes is for Jimmy to tell Kittle, Kittle tell his agent, and then it kind of spreads like the corona. Right. So I I don't know unless you have a lot of trust in Jimmy, which feels like they've been close for a while. He's been his agent from day one. 
Jimmy did make Don Yee some money, right, by signing a really big deal. Now, you say Don negotiated it, but Jimmy had to play really well to put himself in that position. Jimmy went from like, yeah, he's going to be a starting quarterback seven games later to getting $70 million guaranteed. Check out Tom's contracts over the years. It was never that much. So you could argue, like, doesn't Jimmy deserve a little bit of respect? Like, couldn't Don call him and say, listen, you can't tell anyone if if he trusts him on that level, but, like, this is part of the deal. And, and I would think you could trust him on that level. And Tom and him are friends, in theory. In theory. Okay, so the real aspect, the part that made you go yuck, the part that feels much more real, which is this Kirk Cousins thing, and the idea that Jimmy... Is Jimmy too good to even have this conversation happen, which is a two-part conversation? So you begin on that where you want to. Well, my overall— Go ahead. Um, let's, let's hear. Let me hear. My, my overall umbrella take, if you're a quarterback in the NFL and your name is not on this list, Brady, historically, this year it's different, but Watson, Mah- Watson Mahomes, should start with Mahomes, but Watson, Mahomes, Wentz, Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers— that would probably be the end of the list. Jared Goff's getting paid so much they can't move off, but if they could, like he would be in this conversation. Uh, so let's call him the Untouchables. Did you say Breeze? I did not say Breeze, but he's kind of a year-to-year guy. But I would say he's an untouchable in that like, he's still playing well enough that you're not moving off of Breeze yeah. unless Breeze wants to be moved off of. And they're in the situation pretty clearly, right? He says, I'm back in, and they consistently keep saying you're in. Yeah, until he doesn't look like he looked last year. So this is a that that was a list of about six, seven guys. If you are not one of those six, seven guys, this includes Dak Prescott. This includes Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, these guys, Dak Prescott's a pretty good player. Jimmy Garoppolo had a really good season last year. I'm sorry, guy. You are just gonna be involved in these conversations. Now, I would say this for Dak and Jimmy, for example, both those two guys. And in, in for the, our conversation, Jimmy specifically, when Kirk Cousins' name gets thrown in, I don't know one person, not fucking one, beside maybe Kyle, which is scary, that would take <laughs> Kirk Cousins over Jimmy Garoppolo. Everyone I know in the league would rather have Dak and Jimmy because the Good Morning Football right did a thing. Who would you rather have, Jimmy and Dak? I yeah. actually think like that's kind of an interesting segment. Like I, that, To me, that's fair. Like You can have that conversation. I would lean Jimmy... But like I, I get it, like that's that you can have that conversation with a straight face. The moment I, I think it's a disrespect to Dak and to Jimmy when fucking Kirk Cousins gets involved in the conversation. I I don't even think he's close to being on their level. Now he's paid like it, but and I, I was thinking about this. We talked about Dak turning down, you know, the hundred and five million dollars. Yeah. I was laying in bed last night. I was thinking if I was Dak's agent and Jerry called me. When I said we're going to start negotiating, I say, Jerry, listen to this. Kirk Cousins got $85 million last year. We are not even, don't even call me if you're not $20 million over that number. I don't even want to be in the fucking ballpark of that guy. I, I actually think Kirk Cousins, despite having a decent, I mean, not more than decent, like he had a solid statistical year. I like find I take him less seriously after the two Minnesota years. I really do. Like, I think he's kind of been exposed of, like, yeah, you just... Because you can't get much better than the talent around him, right? Diggs, Thielen, Rudolph, and the running back. Even their backup running back is, like, pretty good. The dude they drafted this year from Boise State, he, to me, clearly is the worst of the group. So I don't even think it's that close. I'm talking about on his own team. There are rumors right now that, like, the the Minnesota wants to extend him. If I was a Vikings fan and I read that, I'd like puke in my mouth. I I don't think I it would even begin to fly unless Jimmy had the season from hell, which is hard to imagine. That swapping out the two of them, even if let's say the Niners do this, they go ten and six. Are there going to be seven seeds next year, or is that is that the following year? Uh, well, is the CBA getting voted on now or in six months? I'm having a hard is time. Is there going to be a lockout, or <laughs> yeah. what's going on? I don't know. So let's let's they assume they move the tag <laughs> date back, but okay. Let's assume the seven seeds, because I would imagine the NFL wants to start that bad boy fast as possible, right? I loved, by the way, the like. Well, if they don't vote on this, we're going to push for eighteen teams, eighteen games. Yeah, it's like guys. Let's just so let's say that the Niners win a wild card, one of the four, three wild cards. And they're one and done. And Jimmy just is okay in the game. 
And they had a good season. They win 10, 11 games, but they're a wild card. Seattle or L.A. wins it. They're one and done. That There would be conversation. But, like, what if the Vikings were also one and done? Like, you can't just, yeah, we're just going to cut this guy and then bring this guy. Here's the other thing you know. Cousins likes money. So what Cousins ain't coming for, like, a two-year, $25 million. He'd want a huge deal. And this is where, actually, I feel better about John Lynch, like, having a couple good drafts that someone in that room could step up and just fucking make a fight. We cannot allow this. And I, this is where absolute power corrupts absolutely or whatever. Like, when you do yeah. have all the power, you don't have to answer to anyone. I do think their relationship with through winning gets a little stronger because they it got strong with the losing. They like each other. Then they win, so they, they it builds credibility that John has to stand up and not allow this, or at least fight till the death. Like, it's either Cousins or me! Yeah. <laughs> that, you agree it would be... People would not be happy. No, people wouldn't be happy uh, for a variety of reasons. Just think how much more expensive he would be. Just on that basic level. Well, he wouldn't take a pay cut of what he was just making. Uh, yeah, man, I... I um, how, how, uh, could, how could Kyle think he was a star after he just kicked his ass? I, I, I don't know. Uh, I mean, other than he, he knows what he's... Uh, like, I think maybe part of the question is like, Part of what makes us like Jimmy, those of us that like Jimmy, the appropriate amount like we do, is the possibility that he's going to get better, right? Like the unknown of what else, what, how good can he be, right? Because we're on the side, he's only started one full season this year. Yeah. So, but in Kyle's mind, I wonder if the uncertainty that makes us bullish on Jimmy is, in Kyle's mind, he's like, well, I know every, I know to a T what I'm getting from Kirk. Whereas the unknown for him with Jimmy maybe is not what he likes. He doesn't like the he doesn't like the potential, the unknown. He wants to know what am I getting? Um, maybe. I mean, maybe that's I'm just trying to find a way to explain if someone were in that position to think that way, why they would think that way. But you he know? I don't know. I, I just think Kirk's so limited. But but that, your original point, and I and you've been saying this for a while, it would not. For an organization that's had a lot of every move it makes is applauded. That would not go over well. Well, and, and Kyle, I think his approval rating, it, it doesn't, I, it probably would be a little higher had he won that game, but I would say it's pretty consistently. Any Niner fan you talk to, go, they're very prideful having him as their head coach, right? Totally, yeah. Well, not You're saying Niner fans are prideful that Kyle is their coach. Yeah. Yes. Like, it's a big deal. They think they got a star head coach that they're eventually going to win the whole thing with and just be a factor with moving forward. That would be just. It'd be one of those things where you just like, this doesn't make this guy's so smart. He's such a dynamic head coach. Why does he like this guy? People, yeah, what, I don't know. I, wouldn't spot. you? Would you agree that most football fans, casual to strong to, think Kirk Cousins pretty average? Look, we yes, and we watched a lot of Kirk the year that we thought he, the year would end and he'd become a Niner, and then things changed because the Niners got Jimmy. But you and I spent a lot of time watching Kirk, and we reached the conclusion that we could not spend a lot of time watching Kirk. What would you say that the average Vikings fan would grade the signing? B minus. Yeah, it hasn't been a failure. Well, he won a playoff game this year. I'm, I'm going to read you two things. The last two years, thirty and ten, twenty six and six. Like he's he's produced right, and he's last year was underwhelming. These this are all year. things that are really great and help you forget what you see when you watch. I know. I I, I know when I watch, I think average. Maybe slightly above average, but the difference with him is, and the major difference relative to Jimmy, is you go, he just can't, like, he is what he is. He is, he's like a poor man's version of Alex, where at least Alex could move. He can't move. You're like, but Alex just, he can't get any better. He's He is maxed out. And Cousins is the ultimate maxed out. And that's probably why Kyle likes him. He's like, God, he just... <laughs> Everything he gives me. Yeah, well, Kyle's just what he gives you is just out of a 10 is a 7. <laughs> Maybe with Kyle, he can be an 8 or a 9. All right, play for me. I sent you a photo this morning. I wasn't able to listen to it, but you flipped right to it. I look up, I see our boy Gottlieb, and uh, he's in for Colin, and uh, he's who's about injured, to interview. Who's injured? Who's injured on the IL, and he's about to interview uh, a Raider, Terrell Williams, about. It says, coming up next, Gottlieb asks Williams how good Carr is. Good job, Goulet. So let's play. Let's hear the answer here because I haven't heard the answer yet. 
what's the sense you have on who your quarterback's going to be next season? Uh, you know, shoot, I think that's above my pay grade. You know, I think that uh, Gruden and Mayock, you know, I think they'll make the right decision for the team. You know, I love Derek, you know, and I hope that uh, we're able to work things out and, and that moving forward. But you just, you know, above my pay grade, see what they go and do. I know, it has to be awkward, though, right? You're like, hey, I love Derek, but, if, I mean, if Tom Brady throws you a football, that doesn't sound like it would stink either. Yeah, Tom, obviously Tom's one of the, the greatest ever, so, you know, see what happens. Ringing endorsement or uh, a little nervous to say the wrong thing? So definitely nervous to say the wrong thing. The question is, is there, was he in a position, is there even an answer he could give that would satisfy everybody? Or was he destined to say something that could be used as evidence that Derek's not on the strongest footing? Well, I, I think when you're a one-year guy, right, when you just sign as a free agent, if you had been there four or five years, I think more would have been on him to say something, right? Like he had been one of their top two receivers over if it was three just or Michael four Crabtree, period. who's just been here. Yeah, Terrell. Like the Raiders had drafted him three years ago, and he had just been a member of the squad. I think he gets somewhat of a pass there. He, they paid him a lot of money, and he just showed up, and shit went weird, and he got hurt. I I, I think he's kind of just trying to keep his mouth shut about just trying to be not get involved in the situation. But he's not dumb enough to act like there is something there. Like, he goes, that's up to Gruden Mayock. I'm not an idiot to think, like, this thing isn't going on. But I'm not going to jump in front of the tank for Derek, right? Because I think you see that a lot with players who have played with a guy for a while. Because it happens in sports all the time. When a guy's kind of getting, is this guy going to get traded? Is this guy going to get cut in any sport? and usually a prominent member of that said team that really likes that teammate, has no hesitation going, this bullshit, I'll go to war with this guy any day. This guy, this guy better be on our team next year. It's an easy one when he's your boy, yeah. right? Yeah. Because no one, even if they end up trading him, you supported your guy. The, the coach doesn't get mad at you. They, they get it. He did not want to touch it. But couldn't he say that and no one's going to – like, Gruden's not yeah. getting mad at him. Yeah, I think you he if he, if Derek – he loved Derek, he easily could say, I hope Derek's my teammate next year. I will say this. I do think there's the possibility that you're just – it's an awkward you're, – you're in an awkward spot. You're on – you know you're on live TV. You're not thinking as nimbly or as quickly for that question as you'd like. And you just think about it afterwards and go, man, I wish I had said something more strongly in support of Derek. You know what well, I mean? Like, it, I just heard that in his voice, that he just didn't quite know where to go with it. If you, well, if you rank the hot-button issues right now that are just going to go, whoa, someone said something, Corona's leading the charge. Anything Tom Brady-related is pretty fucking close, right? Like, if, if a story breaks right now that, like, Tom Brady has been contacted, he's been in touch with Amari Cooper about joining, like, that or just something like that would be woof. Right, it's just yeah. Well, there was. Did you see the NFL.com has like talking to executives, forty trades that could happen, and number one or number two, it's one or two. Derek is the photo, right? Because it's like people know. Click, that's a click. (laughs) Yeah. When I saw that too, I'm like, oh, they didn't put his photo there randomly, right? By the way, did I tell you the Gottlieb Corona joke? Uh, On the air on Saturday night, I said during the broadcast, I said. uh, you know, the uh, uh, a cheer went up last night at Stanford's team dinner when they all got an email that said class is canceled for the next two weeks. And Gottlieb says, are you saying Stanford is cheering for coronavirus? And I go, nope, just saying they're dealing with the situation that's in front of them. And immediately the producer, Zach, and Mayor goes, let's move on. <laughs> Gottlieb See, almost got me suspended. Well, you know the thing about corona? Is it's not like a violent enough virus where it's just wiping out people where you can't make jokes? Because right now, if I was a comedian, I'd have some corona jokes ready. But we are like seven straight deaths in like a day period with like three old people just getting wiped out. It's touchy enough. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's risky. It's a slippery slope. Yeah. So anyway, I mean, Terrell Williams, yeah, you would have loved for him to clearly... He is aware that, like, everyone... This is not a media-manufactured story. And I'm not saying he knows something. I'm just saying it's something that players are aware of, and it's on their radar. How could it not be their own? Well, he he answered, if if Tom's throwing me balls, not like, oh, this is stupid. But it's not like he just brought Tom up. I mean, Gottlieb put Tom in the question. Well, the Raiders or him putting themselves on him going on the show, what do you think he's going to get asked, right? 
No doubt. I would imagine that was not a Raider booking. I would think he's just out there doing the media rounds, wants to be an analyst one day, that kind of thing. Don't you think? Yeah, I mean, I, I think the Vegas Raiders are just trying to, you know, I don't know. Someone said, well, I was like with the guest booker when I was at the Combine, Collins guy was there. He's like, we're walking by. They're like, oh, this guy loves us. It's like, you know, certain teams. Like this guy, yeah. all the good teams. Oh, we can get this guy on whenever. The guy from Cleveland walks by. He's like, oh, that guy won't talk to us. <laughs> and then he goes, the Raiders. Yeah, they're not super high in Collins. So maybe you are right. But there is a balance of like, you're trying to, you're right. I don't think he was there like promoting the Raiders. He might have just been doing it for himself. Hell, he just might live in L.A. All right, John, before we get to so many headlines, let's tell the people about Manscaped. Manscaped.com. The promo code is HAM. Get you 20% off and free shipping at Manscaped.com. Promo code HAM. So many of our listeners have already jumped on board. Lawnmower 3.0 out right now. It purrs, guy. It's quiet. It's small. It's got this great little USB charger adapter, really easy to use. You take it into the uh, in, into the lavatory, uh, as the, I think it's officially called. Some people yeah. call it, you know, they used to call it the John. Always bothered me, but uh, <laughs> and you just how do you, you feel just, about Lazy Susan? <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to talk about that. This is the funniest episode in the history of television. That I I think that the Lawnmower 3.0. I I can't recommend it enough. I use it. Haberman uses it. A lot of our listeners use it. Manscaped.com promo code Ham twenty percent off. I'm telling you. Father's Day, you got birthdays, you want something for yourself. Self care, John. Self care. They're they're awesome. What what's it what's the late what was it? The lazy Souza or Susan? Hold up before sorry, I'll just tell this again. Twenty percent off and free shipping, manscaped.com. Twenty percent off free shipping, manscaped.com. Promo code ham. Headlines. A ton of them to get through here. Let's rattle through because we got a lot. Okay, really. Uh, we can start with maybe the great one of the great seasons of television going right now. I saw you tweet that and you're right. Curb your enthusiasm. Spoiler alerts if you haven't seen the episode from this week. I thought this week's episode, and again, it's not necessarily fair because I, I tweeted out a couple weeks ago, is Curb better than Seinfeld? It's really not an apples to apples thing, right? You're allowed to swear in Curbs. He can he can cross lines that they couldn't cross on Seinfeld. Seinfeld, much more evergreen, like any age could watch it. So it, as an avid, as like someone who's seen every episode of Seinfeld multiple times, I would say no. Not an unfair question, but I do think we see some of the things from... Seinfeld was just first. We see some things in Curb that are like Seinfeld things, kind of. Well, guy, he wrote it. No, no, I know. But what I'm saying is like, it's so there are things that are used in Curb that are Seinfeld. I'm just saying Seinfeld came first. I don't think Curb's better than it. Seinfeld, I think, is more watchable multiple episodes. I think you can watch four episodes of Seinfeld in a row. As a P1 absolute lover, Larry David, I've tried to binge that show before. You get like four episodes in, you're just like, I need a fucking break. Yeah, it's intense. I'm worn out. But anyway, it's an incredible show. Continue. And I'm with you. Having John Hamm... Again, spoiler alerts. Having John Hamm be him it was amazing. But guy, when he first showed up, I'm like, I don't know if this is gonna work. Yeah, I know. that was my first thought. I'm like, this is kind of a stretch. But it, by the end of the episode, I'm like, that's one of the most. I, I, I believe this to my core. Now, I, I have not watched every episode for Seinfeld, and it's widely viewed. The Cheers. I mean, there are some great shows. Again, you couldn't swear, so this probably you'd probably have to compare this to like shows like individual episodes from the wire or sopranos like that's more their equivalent or shows on showtime i thought that was one of the great episodes in the history of television guy well in the history the, the I, scene I, I, I laughed i mean i, I it was incredible yeah. he banged his white ex-wife's sister the scene where she comes in and is mad at him and jeff takes his side was just amazing his explanation jeff takes his side it, John Hamm wanders in. The the Leon Jeff, the Jeff's Leon wife is outrageous. The, oh, she's the she's she's a great character. The Leon character is an incredible character. Like the way that Leon, the way he's able to execute the character, the character's just traits, what he yeah. consistently does, it's hard to beat. It's no, it is. I I think the, the one of the separating factors is Seinfeld had four characters that were all like main characters. Yeah. You know who I do really miss is Funkhauser, the late great uh, Super Dave, who he w- the real the uh, human died. Yeah, he was such a great character on the show. But um, I thought the Ham's yeah. cameo 
is as good of a, a single cameo for a high price type actor as you'll ever see. It was great. Because did you agree that when he first comes on, like, I don't know if this is going to work. Yeah, that was I'd my forgotten thought. that, like, at the beginning of the season, there's a scene in there in, in this week's episode that's from, like, the original promos that I had totally forgotten about with him. get kicked out of dinner. Um, Guy, when he asked the Chinese people what they ordered, and then they asked, why would you ask us what you're ordering? I mean, it's just, it's what I've enjoyed so much about, and, and I don't, wasn't as locked in on previous seasons like I've been on this one. Really? He does he always just take every line and just jump fucking right over it that's going on like society. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, the point yeah. of it. Yeah. One one of the best episodes of all time is Wanda Sykes has a boyfriend. I've seen that one. And he starts he's a black guy who's a rapper and he starts calling Larry his N-word. Yeah. And Larry then feels comfortable using it. <laughs> Uh, for himself, like I thought, I was. He, he said, "You're my N-word," and then Larry uses it, and uh, <laughs> then he got in trouble. It doesn't go well. Yeah. Did, did you? Peter King wrote about it that you know John Schneider, the general manager for the Seattle Seahawks. I think his kid's autistic, and if he's not autistic, he's something that they you know. Are you mixing articles? Because there was an article today about Kyle Smith, the Washington State basketball coach. No, no, no. John Schneider. And and he's watching Curbed at the beginning of the article. Well, something's with this, with John Schneider was born this way. So they, every year they have like a, uh, a fundraiser. Gotcha. And somehow, and I would imagine this guy's a Seahawks fan, might live in Seattle. The the guy that produces Curbed was at the fundraiser. So one of the things he put, one of the auction items was to make a cameo in Curbed. And Pete Carroll, the PR, you know, Pete's there, the producer's there, like all these famous people in Seattle are there to support John. It happens every year. I think Russell Wilson goes. Pete knows the the guy that's the head of PR for the Seattle Seahawks is the biggest Curbed fan he's ever met. And he asks his wife, like, if I get this for him, will he do it? She's like, of course. So Pete bids on it and wins it. And he gives it, and he's like, I don't want it. It's for this guy. So yeah. The, so in the golf episode, the yeah. PR director for the Seahawks is the guy that hits the putt when Larry's like bitching and moaning on the fucking golf course. But he was he got to make a cameo. Wait, the episode in where it. the guy dies, or earlier? yeah, the episode, the the Jets episode. Okay. He he got to make a cameo That's because Pete bit on it. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, all right, headline, uh, another headline for you, John. No Al Michaels trade. Uh, NBC said, uh, we look forward to Al completing his contract calling Sunday Night Games on NBC. Yeah, you I think guess... Al tried to force that deal? or <laughs> Yeah, you're just not in the business of giving away Al Michaels. Probably makes sense, right? It's like, yeah, we, you know, uh, the, uh, the Phoenix Suns have inquired about, uh, about Steph Curry. It's like, yeah, we're not interested in getting rid of Steph. How about that, buddy? And that, that's what it kind of felt like. Maybe I thought there were more validity to this. Like, would they be open to trading him? And then we kind of put the piece together. Tariko, maybe it just was not on the table at all. Mm. It was just an ESPN idea. Uh, Larry Walker, John, who is going into Major League Baseball's Hall of Fame. Did you see this story? $13 million? What? It was eight and a half. Didn't he sell a mansion? Oh, no, that's not what I'm about to tell you. Oh, I saw a TMZ headline that Larry Walker's selling his Florida house for like $13 million. Uh, I didn't know that. He uh, is a uh, He grew up in British Columbia dreamed of playing in the NHL when the uh, Colorado Avalanche play Sunday at home against the Las Vegas uh, Knights. Yeah, Golden Knights. Larry Walker will be listed as the emergency goaltender. So he's the Zamboni? He's the Zamboni. He's not actually driving the Zamboni, but he's the emergency goaltender. How many injuries does it take to get to that guy? Is it two? I don't. Yeah, you must have two goalies. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, two guys dressed. So it takes two pulled growings to get in. That's right. Because what other injuries is a goalie going to happen, right? Would you say that? Concu- uh, yeah, maybe they get knocked unconscious. Would uh, you guess there's like three or four go-to injuries for a goalie to go out? Thank you. Yeah. That's probably number one on the list, the groin. That's pretty cool. That We thought the Zamboni driver would go viral. That would go viral. Larry Walker would be incredible. Because what uh, I saw is TMZ had a headline. He built a home in Florida like 20 years ago. From scratch, sold it. I, I thought it was for like $13 million, And he finally, it had been on the market for a year and he sold it. Uh, did you see the video of the kick return 
fumble that went viral on uh, Monday? Did the guy slip on ice? He's like pointing. For people who didn't see it, it's this incredible kick return. He's pointing. He is really hot dogging it. Yeah. And then he slips or he trips and he fumbles. And he then the first thing he does is like insist that he was down, but the play continues. The guy who picks up the fumble is right next to him, but he doesn't tackle him because he's on his knees with his head in his hand, just losing his shit. And my only question about this is, where the hell is that from? I don't know. What well, not, is that? It's not the XFL. No. It it's looks like cl- it's 10 years old. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Dana's off tonight. Dana's on fire. Like that video you tweeted the other day, which is old, but amazing. Or not Dana's on fire, just Dana's off tonight. He's on fire. Or yeah, whatever. And, and blew up. Yeah, yeah. That, but that what video. was that football video from? I, isn't the rule? That's a good question. Is it, is, it a, is it an NFL rule only that if you go down and you're not touched, it's giving yourself up now and you can't fumble the ball? I thought that was a new rule. Is that quarterback only? Well, yeah, I think if you voluntarily go down, it's different than if you fall down. So if you trip and the ball hits and no one touches you, it's a live ball. Yes. But in the NFL, the rule was for quarterback protecting them. If they die forward, they blow the whistle now. You're giving yourself up. Yeah. Remember, there was a play last year. I thought in a game like we were talking about, or it might have just been a national televised game where the dude like dove forward and they called him down at the one. He was like diving into the end zone. They're like, he's giving himself up. People are like, what the fuck? He's diving for the end zone. You're right. Because that happened when I was in the NFL with Eli Manning. I actually talked to Sean O'Hare about that at the Super Bowl. But this guy is just running. He's not necessarily, he just trips. But then the ball squirts forward and the guy's right behind him. You're right. I, I, I just, I laughed and I had like, I never thought, like, what league is this? Uh, update the Mac. The Mid-Atlantic American Conference uh, in Cleveland, they're going to have their uh, tournament, John, closed to the general public. Credentialed institutional personnel, student-athlete, family members, credentialed media, television, and radio crews, and official party members, official team parties, so like, you know, AD, that kind of thing, are the only people permitted in attendance, which is probably what the MAC would look like anyway. The thing with sports... Definitely basketball and football. Is you get a lot of like, dude, it's my cousin's cousin. Like we we kick it together. Like I'm I'm the family. They're like, well, show us your name. You're like this, you're not the same name. But there's a lot of those guys. A basketball crew, as Phil Jackson. I don't even know if you're allowed to say that name anymore. Just the crew of guys that roll with the guys on the squad. I think Phil got, said posse. Yeah, he said. He? Yeah, there are a lot of friends that you're like. They say their brother or their cousin, but they have no relation. I can see it getting a little dicey, even at a level of Mac. Like, yeah, it's my dude. You know, what's my well, But I would think as long the player just put somebody on a list. Depends I don't how think many you have guys to be fan. Like, I think it says athlete family members. My guess is like, you know, you invited your friends like they can come. Gotcha. I don't know. Maybe not, though. You're right. I don't know. It gets, gets weird. But how many non-family members are going to this tournament? What, did, you, did you watch any of uh, the what the fuck's? conference called what comes to conferences gonzaga playing west coast yeah wcc the championship game is tuesday night what do you think of the floor i like it until you get to the side where the aqua is the baseline the other side where the is that in vegas uh yeah orleans uh well the whack is at the orleans i thought is the wcc at the Orleans? maybe the wcc is at the orleans the Orleans is my first time ever in Vegas when I was legitimately 21 with a couple of buddies from college. That's where we stayed, the Orleans. Well, I've stayed there because <laughs> when I would do the WAC tournament, it was there. And you could just walk from the hotel to the underground to the yeah. – yeah, Draymond Green. Really, Charles Barkley. He's like the guy in the boy band who's the least important member. <laughs> and he thinks he think the crowd is like cheering for him. He doesn't realize he's standing next to Justin Timberlake. <laughs> Yeah, he's the least famous person in the boy band, and he thinks he's a star. So he's, he's Joey. Not. He's Joey Fatone. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to talk about Joey. I know Joey. Okay, Lance Bass. He's Lance Stop Bass. Stop it, man. We're not going to insult him about it. But he's like in the boy band, who's lucky to be in the boy band, and like he thinks all the girls are screaming for him. And like, no, they're screaming for Justin Timberlake. You're just in the band. Enjoy being in the band because you're never going to have any hit singles. Uh, but that's but he's a nice guy. I like messing with him. That was a pretty good one by Chuck. I do, like, I do enjoy the battle they have, John. It's one of the truly great analogies I've ever heard from a former athlete. Like, that's, could it be any more on point? 
Because you could still, like, the NSYNC guys, the difference is boy band relative, like, you can't break up a team and go solo. Like, Steph does need Draymond, right? Because if, if, if the NBA was music, Draymond would be fucked. Like, it, it, the NBA would just be, like, seven guys. Be like, Steph, Kevin, Giannis. Even Clay would be, like, kind of going back and forth. Like, he'd have a hit, and then he'd go irrelevant. I mean, it'd be, like, a, at most ten guys. And all of a sudden, like, Oh, have you heard this new hit from Zion? He's the next Taylor Swift. There would be a small group. But in, in basketball, Draymond would be like, yeah, well, the band never fucking breaks up. The Beyonce doesn't go solo. They need the other two chicks. They need Kelly. Right. So and, if I'm Kelly Rowland, they, they, we ain't breaking up. And I love you, Kelly. <laughs> I need you. She actually, Kelly she, she's not. I mean, she's good looking. I, I always like Kelly Rowland. Uh, I think she's in uh, Fabletics commercials now. Um, I'd say InSync's the best it, example of like Timberlake was basically LeBron meets Tiger Woods, and the other guys are pretty irrelevant. If you're Draymond, don't, isn't your response like, "Yeah, I'm in a boy band that's actively making hit records right now." <laughs> your boy, you stopped singing 50, 20 years ago. You follow Draymond on Instagram? Mm, I don't think I do. Well, he had to put on a clinic of uh, of retweet. It was his birthday, right on Thursday. Well, a lot of people posted birthday videos from his party of him guy. Getting annihilated, wasted. I, I the party actually looked pretty cool. Buster Rhymes there. This is a good sign for Draymond. I give him respect. He had more NFL defensive linemen there than NBA players. Mm, that is a good sign. So, so it's like you know Brandon Graham, Frank Clark. Like his fucking group wasn't like a bunch of point guards. It was just his boys from Michigan. All the dudes that he grew up with it was like Saginaw. Like those shows you like they had some pretty good talent that he grew up with that ended up playing in the league. I mean, Brandon Graham, Frank Clark fucking made a lot Super Bowl champion pass rushers. Your, uh, your confidence is sky high because you went to the dentist today. Yeah, I got two quick dentist takes before I get out of here, guy, is that I don't blame the dentist, the main dentist assistant. Like, it's just, it's a, not an easy job. You're doing something that that person doesn't want done to you. But they consistently talk a lot and ask you questions while they got multiple things in your mouth. And it's, it's a difficult conversation to hold, just to hold. I mean, it's, it's, it's a lot of uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah, uh-huh. Yeah, oh, thank you. And I, I think there is also, at least the one I had this morning, and I get this sometimes, and listen, I, I'm a consistent toothbrusher. I, I, I'm going to say the dentist assistant is a little like a stripper. Over the top on, like a stripper always tells you how good you look and like, what are you doing here? And you must be so successful. The dentist assistant is always so over the top about how good my teeth look. Like, oh my God, your teeth are perfectly Maybe straight. They're so good. white. No, they're not bad. And I did buy three, six of them. But the other ones, she was giving extra compliments to down low. She's like, you don't even have that much tartar. Your teeth are. It's like, come on, lady. My teeth aren't that great. But what's what's her incentive to I just think, I lie think it, to you about your teeth? Well, because the, the happier you are, the more enjoyable the experience is, right? They want you to be happier. But my other main question is I know a lot of people out there have gotten crowns. I need a crown. And I was like, oh, okay, the, you know, I have insurance or whatever, thinking it'd be like yeah. 100 bucks, 200 bucks. She's like, oh, yeah, you got to go over there and check before you get it. So I check it to, like, they give you the estimate. And they're like, oh, you know, it's going to be $1,800, but your mm-hmm. insurance covers $800 or not. Mm-hmm. It, the, the number was about, I have to pay $900 for a crown. I just want yeah. the listeners, DM us. I think Is that a lot of money for a crown or not? I don't know. Never got I one. I think that I'll check with the doctor, Dr. Haberman. Orthodontist. My that's father. the go. That's the going rate for a crown. Uh, I don't. He doesn't do crown. He does the braces. But he used to be a general dentist. I'll ask him. I, do, I worked in the office many times as a uh, as a sterilizer and as also the janitor. Spent a lot of time as the janitor. So when I was the janitor, I wasn't there when patients were there. But when I worked in the lab, I don't remember. It's interesting. I'll ask him. I don't remember thinking there's a lot of false compliments out there. But again, maybe this was more of an individual. Maybe one. she liked you. She was actually pretty good looking. I'm not gonna, not gonna lie. <laughs> you know, so I just, I uh, maybe I go back. I mean, I'll, I'll pay that nine hundred dollars for a crown. <laughs> it just seems like a lot of money. Yeah. And I always wonder, like, uh, you could just put it. A, sometimes, you know, a doctor can be a little bit like a, a car repair where they just throw out, like, what am I gonna say? Well, that's not the going rate. Like, I got no clue. I'm gonna do some shopping around. I'll get back to <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah. What am I gonna do? Like, go to other dentists. Now, I would for a quarter of the price. Because, again, $900 for something, it doesn't hurt me. I don't feel anything. I'm just going along pretty normally. 
If I could avoid, I mean, I'm not opposed to paying it, but it just feels a little extreme. $1,000 for a crown, basically? Yeah, I, I'll i tell you, it doesn't shock me, but... Then I text, my, I text my brother. He said he's got multiple. He's like, yeah, they're really expensive, but he didn't know the number. So maybe they're right. And again, I'm a big believer in my dentist. She's great. She's an entrepreneur. Uh, she bought the building, so I'm 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 there to support her. I just support. Yeah, just how much is she driving to Ben's? That's the real question. Well, it'll range. You, okay, okay. No, I, I would say they'll probably like thirteen, fourteen. So if it was, but I mean, if I if I give the crown and then she's driving a 2020 next time I see her, we got some issues. That's right. That's right. With the license plate is Middlecoff, like Middlecoff's crown, crown uh, times seven. <laughs> I did get this. Uh, you saw this too. This was uh, Scott sent an Instagram DM. He said, uh, "Hey Haberman, genuinely curious. Why the hesitation to share about the Three and Out podcast when you're announcing with Gottlieb? Is it frowned upon to talk about the podcast in that setting? The truth of the matter is, uh, I did three games on FS1 this year, John. I'm not exactly a regular. I would think that my status there is uh, it means more to me to be there than it does to them to have me. And so I just didn't want to be perceived as a, a self promoter." Or like take it like I wasn't taking it seriously because I was just out there having fun, name dropping friends. So that's the answer to Scott's question. That's what that was about. But Gottlieb led the charge, which was what I needed. I needed him. I had to have him pull it out of me. I yeah. couldn't just start talking about it, and he did. It worked out great. While you believe in your talents, like an Al Michaels or a Brent Musburger, you can't just sit in the chair and act like they would act, right? Yeah, I mean... There is a uh, comfort level that you should not have when you, like, I still want to do more games here. Uh, yeah, I look, I take a lot of pride in that I think I'm really good at play-by-play, and I think I'm really good at handling all the other stuff, in large part because I've done the 10,000-plus hours, which is what we're actually talking about, of just this, of just that, talking. That's, that's, not, that's not ego, people. The preparation is put in the work of those 10,000 yeah, hours. Just, it's exp- I, I, I think so much of broadcasting now does require you to do more than just call the game and have an interesting conversation and get topics and takes and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And I think I do that really well. At the same time, uh, nobody at Fox really knows who I am. I can't have one executive flip on and there's this guy goofing around, treating it like he's, yeah, like he's been there for 10 years. That's not true. Jacob Olbin, he uh, runs the Fox NFL. Yeah, I know. When you, you had a great call, I forwarded to you the tweet. (laughs) <laughs> no big deal yeah you've gotten games since that. yeah appreciate that um trying to go right. national here people adios on that note this is the story of the one as head of maintenance at a concert hall he knows the show must always go on that's why he works behind the scenes ensuring every light is working the hvac is humming and his facility shines with Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.